This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Late Boomers, our podcast guide to creating your third act with style, power, and impact. Hi, I'm Kathy Worthington. And I'm Mary Elkins. Join us as we bring you conversations with successful entrepreneurs, entertainers, and people with vision who are making a difference in the world. Everyone has a story, and we'll take you along for the ride on each interview, recounting the journey our guests have taken to get where they are, inspiring you to create your own path to success. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Kathy Worthington. Welcome to our latest episode of Late Boomers. Today, our guest is Sandy Sharmataro, children's book author from Detroit, Michigan, who has taught courses on morality, ethics, and social justice. And I'm Mary Elkins. Sandy is the author of the Good Eggs series of children's books and has written these to teach children about virtue, diversity, and service. She has founded a foundation, The Good Eggs. She's created a podcast for kids, a blog for parents, and videos for teachers and students. Welcome, Sandy. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. I appreciate your time. You've been helping raise awareness and funds to make children's lives all around Detroit a little bit better. When did you first start working with children? And was there a spark or a specific situation that made you create and start the Good Eggs Foundation? Well, I used to volunteer with children when my own children were young. So I was always around, you know, young kids, of course, when your kids' friends and and things like that. But um, I knew I always had it in me way back I would say third, fourth grade. I always loved the assignment our teachers would give us to make a story out of our spelling words. And that was my favorite. Kids would groan and moan. And I'm like, well, I love this assignment. So every time we had a new month of spelling words, we'd get to write a new story. And I just loved that. So I knew I always loved writing stories. Um, So as I grew, you know, like we're talking about life, you know, happens, you're married kids, and then you're focused on the kids. But I always loved cartoons and doing that with my own children. And, you know, it kind of grew, I would put it in the back burner in the back of my head. And then um, finally, once the kids were all grown, I said, I'm going to sit down and write that children's book. Mm -hmm. And I just intended to write one, actually. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that sounds great. But it turned into a series of how many? then? It morphed into a trilogy, three. Yeah, so I wanted the first one to be about goodness, you know, just teaching kids something positive. So I wanted to structure it monthly. And I had these, I just thought of goodness, good eggs, you know, that's kind of a phrase. And I said, I know I'm going to make characters out of eggs. And then that just got rolling and all their names have egg in them. And there's a lot of egg puns in the book. um, (laughs) I love that. It was fun. It was fun to create. So I said, I'm going to start them in September when kids go back to school. And each month they learn, like in book one, they learn a different virtue. So a little kid situation arises and stuff kids can relate to. And then they learn from that. And there's a little egg that's kind of having trouble. His name's Benedict. 
and he oh. has some issues, <laughs> he moves to town. So his friends try to help him. So it's all about relationship and helping each other at a kid's level. I so, love that. Yeah, I just right. always had that. So then once they go ahead. Go ahead with oh, I was I was going to ask if you helped kids just from a specific age range and also also what type of support do you offer them? So once I got started with the foundation, after I wrote all three books, um, I decided I wanted to help children that the books were geared toward, which is elementary school. So that's who I mainly help, not saying I can't help other kids as well. Um, but that's my main focus is like, you know, kindergarten through eighth grade, that, that age range. And what type of support is that then? So what I do with my foundation, I call them eggings. So <laughs> once a month, somebody gets egged and I search, search out um, in the Detroit area, organizations that are helping children. And I seek them out and I either email or I call them and I ask, what need do you have this month? Do you have a need? And they might say, oh, my gosh, yes, we have a math tutoring program. We need funded or, you know, whatever the case may be, a summer camp. Um, and I, I'll say, well, you've just been egged and I'm going to provide those funds or provide like one time we did a summer camp. We did all their water and their snacks, um, we, whatever the need may be. And it can even be families, because um, one time I had somebody approach me and say, this mother lost her job. She was devastated. It was during COVID. And um, her daughter loved to dance. And she, one thing she had to cut back on was her daughter's dance lessons. Oh. And we said, no, she's going to dance. So oh. we provided her dance lessons. So just to help the little girl, she was like eight years old. Um, you know, and she was just crushed because so she couldn't dance. It's one of her loves. So we wanted to keep that going. So whatever the need may be, we try to step in and help. Hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about the term getting egged and explain yeah. that term to our okay. audience? So, yeah, sure. So what that means is, so when you think of somebody who gets egged, right, an egg gets thrown at their house or something, well, this right. is good egging. <laughs> so this is like, you've been egged and I'm going to help you kind of thing. So that's what it means that, and I give them a little plaque that says you've been egged and um, you know, whatever we're doing for them, it'll say on the plaque. So it's a method of um, helping and it's actually a, um, a need filled, I guess we could call the egging. Oh, a need, a need yeah. fulfilled, put it that way. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, do other organizations uh, support you? And if so, what was the last organization that supported you or that you supported? Yeah. And what kind of project was it? So organizations. So the way I get funds is through uh, book sales. So that really helps us when um, people purchase the books. And I've had schools purchase them. Um, I do book shows and that's where we get funds as well. So um, donations, people donate a lot so that enable us to carry out more eggings. But the last um, place we just egged was it's called Macomb Foster Closet. And they have a free, it's a beautiful building. They have a free closet, but it's actually many rooms with different sized clothes and shoes and everything you can think of for foster parents to come in there and shop, you know, shopping for free to get whatever they need 
for their um, children that they're fostering. So those clothes donated or. um... Yes. Yes. And they were in need of baby monitors. So um, we provided them with 10 baby monitors. That's wonderful. Just very, very specific things. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Because, you know, or there's a lot of organizations helping kids, but sometimes they need something right then, you know, so that's where we come in. That's fabulous. What do people do if they want to suggest an organization to get egged? So they would go on our website, Mm thegoodeggs.org, and there's a contact tab. They can click on contact and then they can send me an email, you know, just fill out the form and then I will get that. That's so now I know you're in California, right? Yes. So, you know, we would egg locally here for now, but if there was somebody, you know, maybe in another state that really needed some help, we could try to work something out that way too. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. That is actually that, that in a way relates to the question I was about to ask as to how can someone help from either where you are outside. And also you did mention you accepted donations and, and you have volunteers as well. Is that all correct? We would like volunteers would be on an as needed basis. So, um, you know, if we're going to put together some kind of fundraiser, you know, we would we would need volunteers for that. Um, We also look for volunteers um, to share posts and social media, things like that, um, just to help out, get the word out um, about the good eggs. Hmm. Well, that's a good way to volunteer because some people are very good at that. Yeah. And it's something quick and easy. And you provide them the content for them yeah. to post? Well, I would post and then they could share it out. Oh, yeah. So they would go like on our website or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and just share it with their people. And what kind of response have you had from that? For the volunteerism? Yeah, on the social media. Um, we're looking to grow it. So it's not really where I would like it right now, but we are looking to grow it. And it's grown in the last six months. It has grown. And on your website, which we will talk about a little bit later, uh, are there uh, connections to your Instagram and your Facebook? Yes. Yep. So right on the homepage, if they look on the the right hand side, there's all the icons there that Mm -hmm. people can click on to all the social media. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. And I know you hold a Master of Arts degree from Mm -hmm. the University of Detroit Mercy and have taught morality, ethics and social justice courses at a private high school in Michigan. So how do you balance your time between your daily life and and the Good Eggs organization? It is. I'm running constantly. So my dream would be to retire from teaching and do this full time. But, you know, that's going to require a salary, of course, because, you know, the bills to pay and house payment. So um, but I would look that's my future, hopefully that I can do that full time. And um, it is very, very busy because high school is very busy, Mm. and especially this time of year. um, It's the end of the year you know, seniors are graduating. It's, it's just extremely busy. And are the kids relating real well to these social justice courses? Oh yeah. Yeah. I teach at an all girls school. Mm. um, They're great. They're wonderful, wonderful students. And yes, they're, that's part of, uh, I would say the um, heartbeat of our school is social justice. 
Perfect. Oh. My daughter went to an all girls yeah. seventh, seventh through 12th grade and it was oh, nice. ideal. It was oh, such it's a so learning. Empowering. Yeah. When it's yeah. all girls, they are the leaders of everything. Yeah. They lead in the student government. They lead on the sports field. They lead in clubs and they become leaders. And it's. Yeah, they all do. And they never have to dumb down. Nope. Yeah, no. And they become good eggs with you. They are excellent eggs. Yeah. <laughs> excellent eggs. Yeah. New term. <laughs> I keep that separate because that's like, you know, that's my side thing. Like I, I don't really want to bring that into school too. They know about it obviously, but um, yeah. I'm supposed to be focusing on them, you know, when I'm teaching. So yeah, sure. the good eggs. How many kids did you raise? Three. I have three children. Oh, wow. All girls? No, I have two girls and a boy. Uh, so my oldest is 34. Oh, and oh. My second one is 31. And my son is 29. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my daughter's 32. So I'm, oh, right, okay. in, I'm right in there with you. Right in there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they're, they're all very good eggs. <laughs> <laughs> good. In, in regards to, I bet they are. <laughs> in regards to your teaching, though, I mean, what happened during the pandemic? Uh, did you have to stop teaching? Did you continue to do? How did you continue your it work? It was rough. It was rough. So it was within a week. We were told wrap it up. Everyone's going home, and there was probably a two-week period before you know we had meetings like online with faculty and staff to figure out what we were going to do. So we put together these online programs. We had to revamp all our lesson plans to fit Zoom. And boy, was that a lot. That was a lot. And just getting used to the culture of having everybody on Zoom. Please keep your cameras on, you know, like things like that. And things like the dog would jump up on their lap and, you know, or they'd be eating a sandwich, you know, just different things that aren't, don't happen in the classroom. Big adjustment there, but no. it all ended up. Okay. We did that for a good year. Yeah. Year. Oh yeah. And when we came back, we were all masked and then we had to do cleaning protocol. So we mm. had to be, you know, we switched classes in high school and we had to um, disinfect after every class. Mm. So we wear masks then we had to wear uh the plastic over our face we had to put on gloves we had to disinfect every single desk after every single class oh so it was and that fell on you uh, teachers had to do their own classrooms yeah yeah oh my goodness so, well in uh, addition to your teaching career you've taught and you've developed and implemented programs and curricula that are focused on helping young children realize yeah. the importance of living altruistic lives centered yeah. on love. Yeah. The Good Eggs series is your contribution to supporting children as they learn about virtues, diversities, and service essential concepts to integrate into their lives, don't you think? Oh. And they grow and they get older as Good Eggs. Tell us more about your books and your series so, books. Well, that's the hope is that when um, young kids read these that it just becomes part of who they are that they see how to interact with each other and you know when something becomes part of who you are at a young age it becomes who you are as an adult so that's the yeah. hope that they just naturally take the good road you know they, they take the high road so um i know i was modeled that as a child my parents modeled uh goodness and compassion and kindness and i think we just saw that growing up and it just kind of automatically becomes part of you. So the first book 
is um, you want me to show you i got um yeah well we can see it on zoom but our <laughs> listeners won't be right right describe the cover for us all right so it says the good eggs and it's got all six of them on there so six this, eggs yeah they're all friends this is peggy gregory with two g's um meg with two g's reggie sigourney it's s-e-g-g and then there's Benedict. <laughs> i love that so they all have like egg except they benedict, egg benedict is eggs benedict <laughs> that's what their teacher's name is their teacher's name is miss poach <laughs> uh <Uh-oh>. oh <laughs> so she's out to get them no she's very nice <laughs> she's, she my, she's my alter ego <laughs> so anyway i can show you the the table of contents so the it's 12 chapters for a dozen and like i said it starts in september and it goes through a school year plus the summer so it ends in august so they learn understanding and forgiveness and gratitude and generosity and cooperation, love, acceptance, respect, responsibility, honesty, confidence, and manners. I think some adults could use that. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of, you know, under the radar, like for when adults are reading it, they could too say, oh yeah, you know, they might, they might relate as well, but it's really um, good little simple lessons for kids and you see them grow through the year. So it builds upon. So then the second book. So in this book, they win a recycling contest. So the United Nations steps in and uh, gives them an award for that and sends them on a trip around the world Uh where they learn about diversity. So book two is diversity. And it's another 12 chapters. And what it is, the journey begins. So the first chapter, September, again, September through August. Uh, They learn that they're going to go on this trip around the world and their parents are going with them and they're going to do study abroad programs. And they end up learning all kinds of history, landmarks, culture, language all around the world. So they go to Chile, they go to Zambia, Australia, Japan, India, Egypt, Israel, Italy, Norway, and Scotland. Well, I hope you did all that research in in person. (laughs) I, I know that would be my dream trip, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. So Take us along. <laughs> yeah, that would. And it takes a year. So they learn all kinds of things um, about the world and each other. Again, you see them grow. And this is the second year in their life. And at the end, they learn that the uh, world is full of good eggs and everybody really wants the same thing, you know, just to be um, loved and recognized and heard and understood and peace. (laughs) So that's Mm. kind of what they learn here. So then the third book is the good eggs in the community. So they come back from a year abroad and they are in their hometown. And this is only a half a dozen chapters, six, but they're twice as long. So what they do, the um, United Nations still appoints them as ambassadors, but for their own hometown to learn about community service. So they help children They help um, elders in an elder care facility. They help animals at an animal shelter. They uh, feed people at a food bank. They go put on a health program at their school and they visit a nature center and they learn the importance of nature. So that's another year in their lives. And so you see them grow um, through books one, two, and three and all the experiences they have. Um, They really learn how to be 
good eggs. I have well, to I ask get, you what I kind of get, research you did on all of this. I did, I did, especially book two with the uh, countries. I did a lot of research on that. Um, book one, I drew a lot from family life and um, like when my kids were little as well. So this was kind of from the heart. This one, book two is a lot of research, like I said, with the countries. And book three was research as well as to how some of these facilities operate um, mm -hmm. and what would be, you know, believable and reasonable for uh -huh. kids to do. And what's yeah. your biggest wish with these books? And where can people buy them? Because I can't wait to give the whole series. Oh, as a get gift. the whole series. Yeah. So you can get them on my website. We'll take you right to the Amazon link. Oh. So you can get them on Amazon right now. The Kindle version is on sale. There's also paperback and there's also hardcover. So, yeah, because the Kindle version, you're not really seeing the pictures. You, you right? do. But are there are a lot of pictures. There are the pictures. Yeah. Um, it depends if you have a black and white Kindle. You know, I think I, there are yeah. other ones too. But um, the paperbacks are are nice too. You know, the the hardcovers are the most expensive, obviously, but the paperbacks are are good. Mm -hmm. They have color pictures too. And what would you be your biggest wish for these books? My biggest wish, I have, I have a big, big wish. My big, big wish would be to have these books maybe made into like kids films. And then they would get as big as like, you know, how Sesame Street Live has shows that they go around and do and that we could do the good eggs live and have shows. And um, I could do book signings there and it would generate a ton of money for the foundation and I could do huge eggings. I could start building playgrounds for underserved schools, all kinds of things I could do. Um, oh, I love those wishes. I do too. I think that's my big, big dream. So. Oh, it's a wonderful dream. In fact, it sounds like it could happen right away. It should happen right away. Oh, that would be beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, that, that would be my big, big dream. Well, are they are they translated in, into other languages? Um, you know, I have to look on KDP Amazon because normally they do translate them. So I'm, this is a, the relaunch of books because they were written in 2013 and 2014. And I'm relaunching just with new covers and artwork. So we had to relaunch the KDP. So I, I'll check with my publisher. Um, mm, good. Normally they do uh, translate them. Then he could go on a worldwide uh, book. Yeah, tour. I could do book two, right? Go around the world with the eggs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, well, what is next, though? What are your plans for the next five or 10 years with the Good Eggs Foundation? And then, how can people learn more about it? So if they go on the goodeggs.org, they will see every single thing they need to know. And there's a donate tab. Um, that's what we hope to get more donors and more book sales so that it would go into the foundation. Um, they will see the podcast. I have a podcast for kids because those are becoming real popular now. What is it called? The Good Eggs. Oh, that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> and right now it's it's starting with book one and I am up to chapter seven. So um, they could start from you know chapter one and go all the way through to seven. I'll, I'll have more up soon. Um, so that's something parents really like because it gets their kids off of a screen yet they're still listening to something and they could be playing with something while they're listening to the story as well and they're like 12 to 15 minutes they're not that long um, so that's something they can see 
if they click on my YouTube link, I have a YouTube channel with um, videos. all oh. of book one. So I have 12 episodes and they cover all of book one. So kids can watch that as well. I have to hand it to you. You are very genius and consistent with your branding, your naming, your names, your all the egg references and how you develop the foundation and you call it egging or egged. And it's really, really very nice because we've inter interviewed a lot of branding people and entrepreneurs. And it's very important to have a real clear picture of what you're sure. doing. Right. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I also have a parent blog um, that yeah. goes through the books and it's on a parent level. So oh. if they wanted to read the blog and then read the book with their children, they would kind of have be more in the know about what's going to come in the next chapter. Hmm. So that's fun too. That's on my website. Um, I have a little playlist that the eggs are listening to if kids wanted to listen ah. to <laughs> You have music well, me. too, by the way, with your blog or Pardon your me? podcast. Do you have music and with your blog and podcast? With the podcast, there's music and sound effects for sure. Yeah. Um, with Good. the blog, it's just online reading. Yeah. But um, yeah. So but what kind of songs are on the playlist for the kids? Ooh, is, is put it, a little love in your heart. Yeah. Um, gosh, I got 10 songs on there. I got to add a few more. Uh, what did I put on there? The one with pink and her little daughter. Oh, yeah. uh, cover me in sunshine. Um, oh, how fun. yeah, there's, there's several, they're all like good, positive songs. Sandy, what would you say the biggest success is you've had with any of your books? Well, I could tell you with book three, um, it just warmed my heart because it's exactly what I wanted to happen is my hope for the books. Um, book three is about community service. And I had a fifth grade teacher, in fact, from my alma mater, uh, when I, where I went to school, she emailed me and said her fifth grade class wanted to do all of the service that the Good Eggs did in book three. So for example, they um, the first chapter is about helping children. They decided to tutor the younger children in their own school. And then chapter two is about helping um, the elders and they put together care packages for an elder community in their area. And oh. then we have something in the book, Good Eggs, where they collected supplies for animal shelter and the fifth grade class did that. So they did each chapter that um, the eggs did in book three. So when she had to write and tell me that, and that even went so far as the local newspaper went to the school and did a write-up on them. And they also, you know, plugged the book as well. So that was just something I thought, exactly, that's exactly what I want to instill in the kids. We, we need to get these books in every library. Yes. Yeah, school libraries. That. Yeah, well, thegoodeggs.org. And then if you go to books, the books tab, there's a purchase um, tab, and it'll take you right to the Amazon page. So. Well, we hope this is inspiring everyone to action. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. So if they go to the website, they can just find everything they need there. Um, and if there's any questions at all, they can email me because there's a contact form. Well, on that note, our guest today on Late Boomers has been Sandy Shumataro, children's book author of the Good Eggs series and founder of the Good Eggs Foundation. Her website is thegoodeggs.org. That's really easy to remember. Thank you so much, Sandy. This has been so enlightening. Thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it.
We want to remind our listeners to follow us on Instagram, on our Late Boomers account, and also individually at I am Kathy Worthington and at I am Mary Elkins. If you have a contact for someone you'd like us to feature on Late Boomers, please drop us a line on lateboomers.biz, B-I-Z. Thanks again so much, Sandy. Thank you so much, Kathy and Mary, for having me. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on Late Boomers, the podcast that is your guide to creating a third act with style, power, and impact. Please visit our website and get in touch with us at lateboomers.biz. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Late Boomers, go to ewnpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here and that you enjoy a successful third act with your own style, power, and impact. Calling all speakers. E-Women Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.